This episode of Mamma Mia Recaps is brought to you by Pure Blonde, proud sponsor of Pure Batch. From Mamma Mia, you are listening to Mamma Mia Recaps, The Bachelor, the podcast that looks a lot less suspicious than a facial scrub, especially if it's a coffee one, and is just as fun as some surprise bestie hangouts. Each week, we are popping into your ears to help you digest this week's episodes of The Bachelor and uh, just drama-filled is all I can really say. My name is Rachel Hart. I make podcasts here at Mamma Mia. I'm Karen Donnelly. I spend my evenings recapping The Bachelor for mamamia.com.au. And I'm Rennie Beasley and I'm in the Mamma Mia video department. Lots of drama, most of it involving Abby this week. Let's be real. We're going to kick straight into it with Abby and a weird Oshi game because life wouldn't be complete without them. Basically, they wanted to get to know who was most compatible with Matt and they had to rate themselves. At the end of this, the lady who has the most qualities that Matt's looking for, well, she will receive a rose. Which makes no sense because, of course, you're going to rate yourself as the best in every category. (laughs) Yeah, so the first personality trait that Matt was looking for was selflessness. And I feel like none of them, apart from Cassandra, were selfless in that they all just shoved themselves up the top of the line. (laughs) Yeah, and poor little Cassandra was like, I'll just be the most selfish. And she doesn't get a rose. She was most selfless. Do you know what would have been hilarious, though? If at the end of that they would have been like, well, if you were truly selfless, you would have put yourself at the selfish end. So let's switch it around. Yeah, it would have made sense. It was a bit, yeah. yeah. So you kind of saw, I guess, straight away who, I don't know, it was a bit weird because you were like, yeah, if you were truly selfless, you wouldn't say that you were selfless and it was just confusing. And I just feel like the bigger personalities were just shoving their way up and then... Obviously, the more quieter ones were just like, well, I can't really deal with this right now, so I have to go to the end. (laughs) So we had our top five and then the rest of the girls had to play the game about what qualities they had. So they were numbered like one to eight or something and the bottom two were then voted out by the selfless bunch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it was like, let's pit them against each other and then pit some more against the original ones. So the bottom two people were also judged based off people who actually don't even know them. True. That's what I was like. Oh, imagine just being like rejected <laughs> and then pushed aside by people who are like, mm, wait, you're not very funny. I mean, it all it's comes... like I've known you for only like two weeks. And it all comes down to the popularity contest, really. And have we had a game yet where they haven't been pitted against each other? No. I think, it I was, think that's the whole oh, point. It was cringe. I thought it was like almost bullying. It was mean. Well, Abby was like, get off that platform. Okay, I think you and I should be like top four. Oh, yeah. We definitely should be up the top. I'm sorry, guys. We have so much fun. I'm number one. (laughs) Exactly. That's where the bullying comes into it is Abby 100% and just kept pushing herself forward to the number one position, but nobody stopped her. Good on her. Like, this is a game where you've got to rank yourself. Like, wouldn't you just put yourself at number one the whole time? Well, a lot of the time all they say is, well, you know, she's not here to make friends. And that's a good point, Kara, because realistically, we're not playing Survivor here, guys. We're playing The Bachelor and the end game is to go after Matt, which is what Abby seems like she's doing. She's playing the game really well. I just thought that whole game was doing the opposite of what it was supposed to do. It was like, oh, let's announce all these good qualities I have. But at the same time, I'm going to push myself in the ways of other people who are actually probably genuinely like this (laughs) (laughs) and try and get out on top and just fake it till you make it. 
Yeah, that's very true. Do we think anyone else is playing the game as hard as Abby or are they in there for the friendships and the... There's probably other people playing the game, but we can't see it. Uh, Rachel. I don't uh. think Rachel knows what game she's in. <laughs> I also love how, like, she was completely Monique's best friend. Monique's now off the show and hooks straight back onto Abby, who was Monique's arch nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> like we said, she got no idea. But coming off the back of all of this, of course, there has to be some kind of drama or fight or there always has to be two that hate each other. I think last season it was Kat was the villain and she hated somebody else. But now this season it's Sagand and Abby and there was a confrontation at the cocktail party. Mm, it was a good one. It was a good one. Sagan sat her down and basically told her straight that she was lying. Look, let's be honest. I feel like you put on an act sometimes. You said, I'm not ready to get married or have kids. I thought it was really interesting how Abby, you know, she's so confident and she's putting herself forward the whole time. But as soon as someone came to confront her, she was like, I'm out of here. Like she literally retreated. Exactly. And she's very confident in some circumstances, but then she flicks into the victim mode straight away. In saying that, Sagand has like seven years on her. So that would be quite daunting to have someone who's older than you come up into the house and call out your behaviour straight away. That's true. Yeah, I just feel like if you were being honest and trying to put yourself forward as this genuine person, uh, you wouldn't feel like you're losing control. And mm. I just feel like every time I see Abby on screen, you can see it in her eyes that she's so <laughs> nervous. And she's like, what the f*** have I done? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And it's like, Abby, well, you've lied your way here, so you didn't get yourself out of it. Remember all your lies and then write them down. It might be easier for you. But I think you're right because if someone's being genuine, like Ellie, for example, Ellie's never been caught up in this drama. No. Yeah, you have nothing to worry about and Abby's worrying hard. And Ellie has been genuine the whole time. You're right. You don't have any lies to remember. You just be yourself. Mm. All right, so episode two, we kick off with Kristen and a single date and we haven't really seen much of Kristen no. since her red carpet arrival. She's been very busy talking about China in the corner. <laughs> and her unopened box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which contained nothing special. It was just a fortune cookie. Who gets excited about a fortune cookie, really? I mean, look, I do when I'm at a Chinese restaurant, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> They're pretty amazing. Okay, How do they get it in there? That's, that's the question. I take How that. do they know who the cookie's going to go to? Um, Kristen and Matt go on a little bit of a kayak. He overturns her, of course, because that's what the producers told him to do. Can you just wait? Okay. What I loved most was Kristen standing on this wharf. Every previous season of The Bachelor <laughs> had The Bachelor standing at the front of a yacht with a sailing hat on, <laughs> approaching from a distance. And then all we see... Hey, <laughs> Is Matt on this yellow canoe <laughs> coming round from the bushes? <laughs> it was so weird. And he just sort of snuck up on her and I was like, <laughs> Yeah. What? He didn't know how to put the canoe next to the wharf. But can I just say, when you're standing there waiting for a first date normally, right? If you're having a first date, that is awkward as all hell. You're looking around to try and find the person. You're hoping that people aren't looking at you. That poor girl was standing there by herself, no one within kilometres of her and a camera crew <laughs> waiting for a kayak. Like, no, that's not what you want. I want that yacht. Thank you very much. Exactly. And a captain's hat too. It then goes into noughts and crosses. 
and inevitably they end up getting a little bit touchy. So the prize (laughs) was that Matt had to rub her feet. That's not a prize for either person. Like he has to touch her feet. She has to admit that she has feet in public. There's touching. I was really upset in it. And then she, she's moaning. Oh, the moan. The moaning. There we go. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to work up. I'm going to work. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honey, I don't even make those noises behind a closed door in the bedroom. They <laughs> were next level. <laughs> and I loved it when she's like, feel free to explore further. And he's oh. like, what? He's like, you mean your shins? <laughs> he's like, I didn't know you had shins either. Look at that. <laughs> so the date was filled with coffee scrubs and then it went to the face. It just d- straight I, onto the face. I think we need to talk about the fact that Matt was sitting in a tiny little bucket. <laughs> Like the bucket was one of those IKEA ones, um, very easy to pick up from all like Kmart or wherever now, and it's just this six foot two man sitting in this grey bucket. It looked like a child who had fallen down a well or something, <laughs> couldn't get out. Um, also, coffee scrub in the eye, really. She had the whole face to work with. Or the whole body. I'm pretty sure the last time I massaged something into someone, which was never, <laughs> I missed their eyes. I don't put any type of skin treatment around my eyes in general because of the very blatant directions on the packet that says <laughs> avoid contact with eyes. And if it gets in your eye, contact a medical professional. <laughs> but Kristen, not nah, goes straight in. Double fingers. Straight on the onto eyes. The eyes. <laughs> Let's just say Kristen's uh, beauty parlour is not going to be taking off anytime soon. One star. If you've already had the body scrub, then this... Uh, this is a combo. This is combo a combination. Deal. This is the deluxe. Oh. And um, this is for free for you today because you've been Brilliant. such a great client. Oh, mine. fantastic. Okay. Just... Um, Are you rubbing it into my eyes um, or um, getting it off my um, eyes? I'll, I, can help, I can help you get a little bit off. Okay. Okay. Am Are I you good? ready? Am I good? Yeah. So then we move on to the group date and Matt's brought along a little friend. His friend Kate and I love Kate and I love him so much more now that I've seen Kate because Kate's like, I'm a normal person. Yes, and you're like, yes, Matt, you have normal friends. (laughs) We love you. But then everyone else's friends rock up as well and it's not so special anymore. But Kate basically does some grilling. I feel like she did nice grilling. Do you think? I feel like it was a general conversation. (laughs) But I don't think she had to grill much because Sagan basically word vomited. Sagan was like, here's all the gossip. (laughs) So Sagan did rat on Abby basically, which is exactly what Abby did to Monique, so can't be complaining. But Abby also dropped herself in it because she finally had a little bit of a step up or a hiccup when she's talking about marriage and kids. So on the group date, there was Abby, Sagan, Cassandra, and Ellie, my favourite. She has to be everyone's favourite by now, seriously. I love her. I definitely have feelings for Matt. He's sort of unlike someone I've ever really met before or gone like gone for before. She was the only one that was real genuine. She was. She cried. Oh, I just wanted to give her a hug. It was so beautiful. Cass basically just talked about her job and that's about and it. And wanting to open another business in LA. And Sagan ratted on Abby. But yeah, so Abby did stuff up. She basically said was talking about marriage and kids and said that, yes, she wanted marriage and kids in five years, if that was perfect, you know, but then in the next breath was like, oh, but it's not that important to me. And that was where Kate was like, oh, wait a minute. 
Red doing flag. a lie. Caught you out. <laughs> so she was like, oh, wait, do you want me to do one You said the opposite thing just two seconds ago. So that's where she got caught in a lie. And then funnily enough, Sagan brought up exactly the same thing with Kate as well. Did we think that what Sagan did was right? Hypocritical, yes. Only because she did exactly what Abby did to Monique. So Sagan was up in arms about it, but she just turned around and did the same thing to Abby. And But yes, it was not Matt. It was his best friend, Kate. But she relayed it to Matt. So Matt eventually found exactly. out. But I also think like, do you think that she did it because Abby did that to Monique? Do you think this would have come about if Abby hadn't have done that? So like throwing one person under the bus to get revenge. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Everyone that's exactly what that. happened. If someone gets throws someone under the bus, you should throw them under the bus. <laughs> so that's exactly what's again. That's the solution to all episode. the world's problems. <laughs> Someone will uh, throw Sagan under the bus. And that's that it. Be? They just, that's how it's going to end. Every episode, someone will get thrown under the bus and the one person who doesn't get thrown under the bus wins. That would, would be watch. a whole different season if that's what It'd happened. It would be called thrown under the bus. <laughs> Karen Donnelly, an executive producer of Thrown Under the Bus, coming soon, 2020 Channel 10. And instead of roses, all she would give them little, like, buses. <laughs> Toy buses. With the last contestant <laughs> under thrown under the bus. Uh, the bachelor be, Could be coming to your TVs very soon. Hosted by Sagant because that's exactly what she did. And then Abby played victim again in the next cocktail party. Yes, we had confrontation number two. I think my favourite part of that was Rachel literally being like... I heard that Sagant had been saying things about Abby to Matt's best friend Kate behind her back. I'm still not a fan of Abby, but I need a little bit of drama in my life. <laughs> um, don't like Abby still, but there's not enough drama at the moment, <laughs> so I'm going to tell her anyway. I'm going to pretend Same. I do. And that's how the rest of Australia feels. We're like, oh, this is getting a bit tired, but it we is. could just keep it going for a bit longer. And that's exactly what happened. Then Abby went and confronted Sagan, and Sagan kind of just told her the truth, really. She was just saying, I'm not lying. I'm not you know, telling Phoebe's here, like you literally said something in the mansion and then you're telling it like you're presenting yourself as something different. And that was where she turned around and said, look, the other girls are saying stuff behind your back, which is kind of true. They are to the camera. We heard a lot of the time. That bit was a little bit unnecessary. (laughs) Sagan is the only one who's telling the truth. Like, and she's risk, obviously Sagan's not going to win because the person who runs around telling The Bachelor what the other people are doing do not win. She's throwing herself under the bus. Yes. <laughs> I want to come back to my new TV series. But... <laughs> she is. She's doing it for the greater good. She's doing it for love. Is she though or is she doing it to cause trouble? Because that's what I genuinely think. I would like to believe that she said, yep, I really want to make sure that Matt goes home with the right person, which is what she said to Kate, whether it's her or not. But I genuinely just think she's causing drama just to boot Abby out. But... I think we'll just have to wait and see because Abby's still in there. Sagan's still in there. I love how the contestants take it upon themselves to try and get other people kicked out. (laughs) Yeah. But in actual fact, it just makes them look bad and then they get kicked out. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what's going to happen, I think. I think Sagan's going to go before Abby does. That's the premise of my TV show. (laughs) Thrown under the bus? Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, you never know. We could be back here in a couple of months recapping for another of the bus <laughs> produced by Karen Donnelly. That is all for us this week. I think we need to go have a lie down. Uh, we'll be back next week recapping next week's Bachelor episodes. If you like what you hear, feel free to subscribe and also leave us a little bit of a rating if you do like it as well. This podcast is brought to you by Mamma Mia. If you'd like to check out any of Mamma Mia's other podcasts, or Karen Donnelly's full-on recaps, you can head to mamamia.com.au. We'll catch you next week. Bye. 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 This episode of Mamma Mia Recaps is brought to you by Pure Blonde, proud sponsor of Pure Batch.